Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Hey, moms, this is the 67th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast, and I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. And before we get into this week's podcast, I wanted to let you know that I'm, I'm here for you, and I want to do my part in helping you through this quarantine time. You know, I know there are many moms listening who are really appreciating the slower pace and more relaxed time with their teens at home, but I know that there are many of you that that's not the case. Weeks and weeks of being quarantined together has brought out the worst in your family, especially with your teens. And if you're struggling with family drama, I wanted to let you know that I do individual coaching over Zoom. And together, let's dial down the drama. You can email me at Colleen at dialdownthedrama.com. We can set up a time. There is a fee for these coaching sessions. And of course, I know this great book called Dial Down the Drama. In this episode, I'm bringing you another powerhouse guest to help us through this quarantine time with your teen. Diana Graber is the author of Raising Humans in a Digital World, Helping Kids Build a Healthy Relationship with Technology, HarperCollins Leadership. And uh, a fun fact is that we share, Diana and I share the same literary agent and the same publisher. Uh, she's also the founder of Cyber Civics, an innovative digital literacy curriculum being taught in 44 U.S. states and internationally, and CyberWise, an information portable, port- portable portal for digital parents. I interviewed Diana in the 52nd episode back in November on how to keep teens safe online. Y'all really love that podcast. And Diana really delivered some helpful information. So welcome, Diana. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. So moms, the reason I brought Diana on today is to help us think through everything online and digital during this global pandemic, where teens are quarantined and will be finishing school online. You know, I think it can be confusing for you moms. I mean, do the same rules apply now? Do you change the rules and expectations for social media and FaceTime? Do you let your teens stay online as long as they want? A lot of moms are telling me that their teens will stay in their rooms all day long. And the whole time they're online. And they just aren't coming outside and interacting with the family. So there's a lot of things to discuss here. But before we get into all of that, Diana, can you tell the moms a little more about what CyberCivic and CyberWise is. Sure. Um, well, first of all, CyberWise, um, it's our website for parents. Our motto is no grown-up left behind. <laughs> and awesome. so what we try to do, <laughs> yeah, that relates to a lot of people, right? <laughs> um, so, so what we try to do is um, give parents really easy tips on helping your child thrive on a dig- in a digital world. So for example, we have these things called learning hubs, where we cover literally every topic from Instagram to TikTok to their digital reputation. So that's our free portal for parents. It's at mm. cyberwise.org. 
And then we also have a site called cybercivics.com, and that's our in-school curriculum. Um, We offer it to schools across the United States, and it's a three-year program that teaches kids digital citizenship and literacy skills. I mean, that's so helpful to both, both parents and teens. You're doing such an important work. Oh, thank you. We think it's important. (laughs) It's so important, especially now. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's been crazy for us right now with all the kids home and online more than ever. Um, We've really been busy, especially giving curriculum to families to try to help them keep their kids safe online, which is a big topic right now. mm, Yes. And I will definitely get into that. So what are, what are the trends that you're seeing? Um, Because I know you're busy. Well, the biggest thing when this first thing started was everyone got online, (laughs) you know, kids needed to access the computer to get their schoolwork, number one, but also it's kind of their lifeline to their friends. So that's where the social life is right now. And then likewise, parents have to do their work online. And then also the internet is their access to late breaking news and information. So all of a sudden you've got the whole family staring at screens. And so that was a big change that we heard about at the beginning. So now that we're kind of easing into this, you know, parents are more concerned about what their kids are doing online. And so that's a lot of the calls we're getting now is like, how do we monitor content and how do we know what doing on there? So, you know, we've shifted to the, how much to what? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, and I'm seeing kind of the same sorts of things. How I look at it is, um, kind of we were in this kind of acute crisis when it when it all happened I mean it was a crisis for teachers and for parents and for the teens when all of a sudden they're like back at home and trying to figure out all this online school stuff and six or seven or for some people more weeks of being quarantined it's like we're kind of entering a more like a chronic phase of this right Right. And I think, you know, what we do now are going to be these norms that we (laughs) put in place going forward. So I think it's a really critical time to look at how we're using our technology and to all use it better, I think. Yeah, yeah. So like what kind of guidelines are you giving your parents about um, like content? Well, I think the first place that we tell parents to start is we offer a technology agreement on our website. And that's a really good place to start because the way our agreement work is it's not a contract as much as it is talking points. So what we really recommend for parents, for kids at every age is to sit down and to go through these talking points. You know, how much time are you online? What are you doing when you're online? What will you do if there's a problem? Do you know how to respond to a potential cyber bully or a potential threat predator? And to go through this checklist so that you have some agreements in place And that does two things. It gives your kids structure when they go online, but more importantly, it lets them know that they can come to you if something dangerous or uncomfortable happens, which is what you want. You want to open that door of communication so that you can talk about the things they're encountering online. Oh, that's so great. That's great. Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. And I think you were going to maybe offer giving that to yes, some of our parents? Definitely. <laughs> so oh my gosh, that would be great. Yeah, that's the big offer. Anyone that contacts us, we'll send them to a place on our line on site where they can download it and use it with all their children. So we really encourage that. It's a great place to start. Yeah, I, what I really love about what you're saying 
is like a lot of times I think parents think of that as an agreement, like you're kind of implying is that you can only have the phone for three hours or you can only have this for that, like limits. Yeah. Um, So what do you see as like the benefits of this, these talking points? Well, I mean, you brought up a good point with those limits. I mean, you know, we're not talking about laying down the heavy hand of the law. We're talking about like coming to an agreement with each of your children at their different ages and stages about how much time they need to be online. You know, gosh, do you have this much schoolwork and this much time for friends? Well, can we agree to this time? And I think these things work much better if you negotiate them together and you have some um, agreements going into it. And so that's really the whole idea of these talking points. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's, it seems like that I think parents, uh, and I'd be interested to hear what you say, kind of really kind of relaxed on the rules when at that kind of the acute crisis point and kind of, um, and then I think sometimes it's like parents kind of feel like, okay, I've relaxed and like, I can't take that back. Yeah. Or, or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I totally hear what you're saying. And I think that's where we're at right now because everyone relaxed on it because we realized we needed it. And now it's like, holy cow, now what? And, you know, what concerns me really about that is not even so much the time kids are spending online, although, of course, that is a concern, but it's more of like what they're accessing because we know that we're getting access to news and for information, which is really distressing yeah. and anxiety provoking right now. And we have to remember our kids are getting that too. You know, mm. the kids are online so many hours of the day and you know that they're getting news and information regarding what's happening in the world. And a lot of times they're getting this news and information when they're alone in their bedrooms. So they don't have anyone to help them, you know, process it or put it in context. And I think, you know, that's anxiety provoking. And I mean, that's what I worry about, especially with our kids that are a little bit younger and maybe not ready for the really heavy duty (laughs) news and information that's being spread around the internet and misinformation, a lot of misinformation out there that kids don't know how to process. Oh, that's, that's so true. And I, I actually didn't, haven't thought about that, but you're right. Yeah. Have, have you seen a lot of uh, teens doing more of the dating sites? You know, it's funny because I actually asked my own kids about that. <laughs> <Okay. I'm> curious. <laughs> and I have not seen or heard a rise in that, to tell you the truth. Okay, good. Um, I'm not talking to the right team. <laughs> um, but no, I have not myself heard of a rise in that area. But yeah, but still, I think if if all your interactions are online and if there if there's a romantic interest, uh, what like what would you recommend about that? Well, you know, again, that's just a process of communication. I mean, even if your kids are using whatever they're doing online, you know, talk to them, ask questions, be curious, try not to be judgmental and try to understand what they're doing online. And just really remember the job of a teen is to figure out who they are by connecting with their peer group. (laughs) And so they can't do that in real life right now. So that's what they're doing online and try to remember that when you have these discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I remember for our last discussion is that one of your goals is really, like you said, raising good humans. Right. Uh, And is that one of the talking points on your technology agreement? Well, 
I guess indirectly it is because all of the things on that agreement are things that you would agree to in real life. You know, who are you hanging out with? (laughs) What time do you go to bed? I mean, are you getting all, you know, you're eating healthily. You're not looking at screens in the middle of the night. It's really just a matter of what kind of humans you want to be both online and off. So everything that we do via CyberWise or CyberCivics, we try to keep that top of mind. You know, we want our digital tools to be in service of us, not ruling us. We still want to be good people that have well-rounded lives. And remember, these are just tools that are there to enhance our lives, not to get in the way of everything. Yeah. Do you have, for those that kids who are kind of locking themselves in the room all day long, uh, like what are the warning signs of, like more of becoming addicted to like their devices? Well, I think that if they're, it's, you know, the getting in the way of the really important things in life, which is, you know, meal times with families, getting outside, doing exercise, you know, and again, that's shifted right now because a lot of those things we can't do like we used to, but still we have to remember that there's essential things of living that don't involve screens. And if screens get in the way of those, then there's a problem. And, yeah. you know, that is what we're hearing a lot from families right now. These kids are saying, hey, I've got to be online for schoolwork. And, you know, they're doing more schoolwork than they ever did <laughs> anytime they were ever in school. <laughs> so that might be like a little warning sign that you should listen <laughs> to what your kids are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, one thing that I've been telling parents is, uh, I mean, it's okay. It's okay to set some limits with your teens. Yes. Yeah. And kids like limits. I mean, I know that sounds counterintuitive, but when you're a child, that's what you're not really good at is knowing when to say no and when when too much is too much. And so that's really what they look to their parents to help them with is to set those limits and boundaries until they're able to set them for themselves. Yeah. I mean, do you have recommendation like for, for parents of teens and tweens? Like right now, like how like how many hours should they be off of their phones or their computers? You know, it's so hard to give those numbers. I mean, even in the best of times, the American Academy of Pediatrics, you know, they recommend screen time limits for families. But for kids over six years of age and up, they get away from actually hours per day. And the reason they do that is they know that for every child their requirements for school screen time are really different. So, you know, that's exasperated now. So I would say rather than focus on the exact hours, focus on, you know, what do you need to get done for school? How long will that take you? What do you need to socialize with your friends? How long will that take you? And come to your agreement from that direction and negotiate, you know, the amount of time that's reasonable and try to maintain that as your guideline. Mm, I love that. I love that because I think, you know, that all things social media can be such a point of drama between parents and teens. And and it can feel like that the parents are like the enemy who are just wanting to ruin their life and keep them from their friends. So this feels very supportive of the teen doing it that way. Right. And I think, you know, right now kids need our support, emotional support. This is really tough for them. <laughs> you know, it's tough yeah. for all of us, but yeah, kids are missing out on a lot. And so, you know, for them to have the comfort of their friends on the other side of the screen might be something they really need right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'm also telling parents that, um, you know, and you can approach this from a way that can be very collaborative with your teen is like helping them come up with things they could do when they're not online. Right. Oh, that, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> actually that was a, a tip that we gave when this first thing started. It's, it's a lot to do with seventh graders in cyber civics and we have them make a bucket list of a hundred offline things they'd love to do. And it's, it's kind of fun for them. Like they can use their imaginations, but think of a hundred things that, you know, wish list of really fun things they do if there was no screens in life. And, you know, they, they come up with really funny things. And then I'm like, good. Okay. You have that list. Okay. This weekend, I want you to try to go 24 hours without using screens. And they're like, Oh my God, what will I do? I won't survive. And I said, well, that's why you made your bucket list. Go to your bucket list and click off the things that you love to do. So I recommend that to families all the time. Like, oh, I love it. You should make a bucket list, put it on the refrigerator when your kid has reached their screen time limit. And they're like, but I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. You say, great, go to your bucket list, choose something yes. on the list and go do it. I love so, it. So um, I'd love to, can you share some of the things they put on their list? Yeah. It's so funny because I, I think I must've, I wrote a blog post or something about this at the beginning of the pandemic and somebody on Twitter reached out to me and said, thank you so much. We played, was it laser tag or some sort of tag in the house with the kids <laughs> on the kids wish list was to play tag with their parents in the house. It was some sort of silly game, but she said that was on our bucket list. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, that's awesome. So that made me happy. Yeah. So what other things? Well, when I did it in class, I remember a kid came back to school the next day and he had made a cake all by himself. <laughs> and he was so proud of himself because he'd never done that before. And that was on his list of things that he wished he could do. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. So it's really simple stuff. I mean, it's silly stuff that are, you know, think of yourself as an adult. I mean, I know there's a lot of things I don't do anymore because I spend way too much time in front of my screens. Um, you know, so if you had that list, you know, for an adult, you could really check off a lot of fun things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, yeah. So what I've been telling, telling moms is that a little boredom with your teens is, is actually very helpful. Yes. Uh, because it, it makes them be creative. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll do things that they forgot, like they'll pick their guitar up, they'll start right. drawing, they'll uh, do cartwheels through the living room, they'll right. um, dance, your laser tag. But they, I mean, they will come up with all sorts of things. They may actually even want to do games with you. <laughs> right. And you bring up a good point. I mean, there's been a lot of studies about this, that boredom, boredom is where creativity comes from. And that we're losing that really as a, a society because we don't have those moments of boredom to come up with creative ideas and thoughts. And yeah. so maybe that's the bright side of this whole thing is if we build in time for boredom and maybe, you know, not have screens at our every, every beck and call that we have that time to kind of daydream and think new thoughts and come up with new ideas. Yeah. I mean, I read a really interesting article around downtime and that a lot of times we think downtime is looking at our phones, but that actually is not because we're still being stimulated with a lot of information. Right, right. I mean, we don't have those moments of just sheer boredom where we can be creative and thoughtful. Yeah. And I mean, um, and some of that is, I think, where a lot of bonding happens with families of silliness right. and playfulness. 
Right, right. It's funny because I really, what I'm starting to see in here is, you know, even kids right now are being burned out with how much time they're spending in front of screens. And so they're, (laughs) they're looking for alternatives and they're, you know, I hope that we come out of this thing and kids realize, wow, screens maybe aren't all they're cracked up to be that real life is pretty awesome too. <laughs> you know? Yes. So yes. I'm just kind of hoping that that will be our silver lining at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah, so I, I taught to uh, three college girls, uh, two, three clients and, um, and it just, just made me kind of giggle because this one girl's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of FaceTime. Right. I just, I just want to be in person. Exactly. I just want want to be in person. I want to hug my friends. Yes. I hear that from my own kids. It's like, do we have to do another family Zoom? Can I just go see my grandparents in person? (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, I think that this, them not being able to, um, to actually connect in person is going to make that look a lot more attractive. Oh, I, th- I think so too. Yeah. Um, and what other silver linings do you kind of see from this? Well, pandemic? I mean, the, on the other side of the spectrum, you know, a lot of parents and teachers that have been so tech averse, um, I think they're starting to see that tech has a lot of wonderful benefits um, for learning, for connecting us when we can't connect in person. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, the people at the other end that really thought technology was so horrible are maybe uh, having some second thoughts about that. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a really special time with my daughter. My daughter is 24 and she's, I'm in Houston and she's um, outside of LA. And um, so I was FaceTiming with her and she was drawing a picture and she said, mom, you should draw a picture with me. Oh, that's so cool. And so, yeah, so she sent me a picture of a cat. And so we just we just spent an hour talking and drawing together. Wow. Did you, how did you draw? Just physically there and yeah. was it online or did you? Just well, yeah, no, it's just, just, I mean, I was like, I, we both had our pieces of paper and we're kind of looking yeah. down, but we're just. That's so cool. Yeah, it was real, it was real relaxed. And, yeah, that's um, nice. But it, it almost felt like we were in the same room just doing right, that. Right, right. And, and there, you bring up a perfect point because, gosh, imagine going through this pandemic without technology. <laughs> you know? Yes. We would really be suffering from disconnection. So, again, I think people that didn't see technology's benefits before are maybe having some second thoughts about that. Yeah. You know, I think the, I think the silver lining is that teens are so comfortable with FaceTime and connecting through apps. And so, it, so it's, it's probably not as horrible as it could be if they, right. if that wasn't something they really love to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so I guess if, if, um, so for the, the parent whose kid has been kind of hiding in their room all day long kind of what would you suggest is the first steps to kind of um, getting back on track? Well, I think you've got to start with a communication, talking in person and maybe drawing them out. And, you know, there's chances a, a child like that's feeling a lot of anxiety right now. So I think that's a really important thing to address. 
mm-hmm. and to talk about, um, maybe perhaps search for help for that child. It sounds like that's something you might be able to offer, but I think yeah. Yeah. that's really an important thing to discover right now with this time that we're going through. Okay, that's awesome because I think it's very easy for parents to kind of think in a kind of a monitoring way of or you know protecting them from you know getting on the wrong sites but they're not thinking about their feelings. Right. Right. And, and think, yeah, go I ahead. Think, I think that's a, a super good point. I think um you know we'll jump to the conclusion oh my gosh, you're online too much, you know, and get into that you know, oftentimes what turns into a fight without realizing that for them, maybe it's their escape from a really scary time. And so I think it's a really important time for us to have empathy for one another, especially Mm -hmm. our children and to really understand what they're going through. And like I said before, to remember that the same news you're getting, you know, when you turn on the television is the same bad news they're getting on their apps and from their friends and different places online. So keep that in mind. They're young. They don't have the processing skills that we have. So really come at them with empathy. Try to help them yourself. If you can't offer that help, help them find professional help because this is a stressful, scary time for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually talking to a lot of teens and college kids because uh, like uh, this one college girl is like, uh, I mean, not only what they're picking up the news, but um, college is a college or kids going to college. That's a whole nother thing because they don't even know. Are they going to be are they going to go in the fall and all these unknowns and um, and then parents for those kids. I I know. It just breaks because imagine being snatched away from college and you're back home. That's tough. Or these poor kids that are just looking so forward to fall and college um, athletes that have been training for years. I mean, there's just so many kids where their dreams are just dashed. Yeah. And it's just kind of unknown and just in the clouds and there's no planning. You can't, how do you prepare for that? You know, right, right. So Again, I mean, the last thing we want to be doing is fighting over screen time right now. Yeah. I think it's more important to think about what they're getting out of their screens that's maybe solving their problems or making things easier for them to live through right now. Oh, that's a great point. That's so good. And I, I really I really encourage um, moms to check in with their teens um, and just say, all right, you know, how are you feeling today? Right. You know, you know, just go ahead. We do that. I do a, a Zoom class with my seventh graders. I teach, still teach cyber civics to seventh graders, and we do it via Zoom once a week. And uh, our ed director recommended that when we get the kids on the Zoom, the first thing to do is kind of take a temperature and say, look at how are you feeling today on a scale from five, five being great, one being terrible, and just hold up your hands. And it's it's really a great way to just kind of assess what kids are feeling. And if there's a couple ones in the air, you know, to really know to reach out to those kids that those are kids. Really yeah. Yeah. And just to normalize it is like, right. makes sense. It, it totally makes sense. And, yeah, yeah. and to all share how we're feeling. I mean, they know how I'm feeling. <laughs> I know how yes. they're feeling and can share that, not hold it inside. Yeah. Well, I love, I love um, how you're turning this where where social media has kind of been a a place where ninety nine percent of teens are fighting with their parents about, but 
for parents to use this time as a time of appreciation. And um, who were you able to connect with on Zoom today or on FaceTime? So glad you had that time with your friends. Right. And to be understanding and and put the judgment away for the moment. Yeah. And just try to get through this the best we can. A lot of empathy required right now. A lot of empathy, a lot of grace, a lot of grace, a lot of grace. Yes. Yes. Uh, All right. So do you have any more tips for my uh, moms? Well, I would just say go easy on yourselves. This is not an easy time for anybody. We're getting through it the best we can. There are going to be no perfect days. So if you get through the day, that's good enough. And you can try better tomorrow. So just like I said, to go easy on your kids, for sure, go easy on yourselves as well. Yes, absolutely. I Yes, absolutely. So for my moms who would want to get in touch with you and who would want to get a copy of that technology agreement, what, what should they do? Well, there's two ways. I mean, they can contact us directly um, th- through our email, support at cybercivics.com. Okay. Um, if they want to go directly to that technology agreement, it's on the cyberwise.org website. On that website, we have a section called Learning Hubs. And if they just open that up, they can go directly to Technology Agreement. And it's available for free download on our site. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And then um, that the little uh, idea that I gave you for the bucket list, uh-huh. I actually wrote about that in my book. Um, thank you for mentioning that at the beginning. That I forgot that we shared the same publisher and agent. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> us, right? Um, but yes. anyway, I, did, I do talk about that in my book and give parents tips on how to do that at home. Oh, great. That's wonderful. Well, well, Diane, I, I really appreciate your time because I know you are busy, busy, busy right now. And I just knew you would have a lot of good information to share with my moms. And so I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. And anytime, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you hang in there. Okay. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>